0: This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, November 12th, 2023. Burning Bible questions, what's in the name?
1: There we go. Hello. Hello. Is that better? No, it's worse. (laughs) You can hear me. (laughs) Isn't this just a great day to be part of God's kingdom? Amen. You guys at home, I can't hear you. Amen. Good to be with you. So, today we continue our series BBQ. It's not a barbecue, it's the burning Bible questions. Today, our question is what's in a name?
0: Good morning. Good morning, Connection Church. Morning. It's great to see you all. My name's Carrie Jones.
1: I'm Alan Jones.
0: And we are two sinners who've been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So, you know how he was like, hey, everybody. That's how he really is. Like I wake up to that. It's awesome because I'm like, coffee, please. It's it's
1: all right. It's it's awesome, Mari. Get out of here.
0: <laughs> I love that about you. All right, let's pray. Almighty God, thank you so mm. much for today. Thank you for bringing us here. Thank you for this weekend where we have been able to celebrate veterans and You know, we should do that all the time, Uh, but we're thankful that there is a time really set aside. Thank you for those among us and those who have impacted our lives through the generations so that we could be here today. Lord, settle us in right here in our sanctuary, those who are online, that we would sense and feel your presence that we would be changed and transformed, that any distractions would just go away so that we can have some laser focus on your word. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen, amen, amen. I love language, you know? That's why I I, uh, went to grad school after after I got done college and studied linguistics. Everybody thinks linguistics mean you can speak many languages. That's not what it means. That, That would be a polyglot say polyglot that won't do you any good anywhere but just a cool word to say anyway linguistics you know study of weird things like syntax who here likes grammar yeah I'll bet you liked that that diagramming I hated diagramming in fact we never did it but I like it's so
0: organized it's so
1: it's so doesn't make sense but form and function do and and I, I like um like word origins, you know where they came from, how they developed, all that, kind of, and like names, like like my last name Jones. It's Welsh, you know, from Wales. It's in the British Isles. It's the number one last name there. Can you believe it? Number what's only like number five or six here, but number one. It it comes from Johnson. Can you see that Jones Johnson? And the really cool thing is John comes from Johannes, meaning in scripturally like, Yahweh is gracious. That's not a bad last name, is it? Yeah.
0: My last name was Kraft, so it used to be Kraft cheese, you know, it's a little different.
1: I did research on that too, it's German. Okay. The English version is Kraft or crab, that comes from a similar origin, yeah. Thank you. There you go.
0: All right. Cheesy. One of my favorite foods. All right, sometimes (laughs) names derive by the work that people do. Our son's name is Turner. That was his uh, grandmother's last name, Alan's mom's last maiden name. And it means woodworker, uh, or one who turns wood on a lathe. Apparently the very first Turner was someone who was involved in wood.
1: Turner wasn't much of a woodworker, but it, that's what that right, name came from. Right.
0: <laughs> How about the last name Smith? That, is, uh, that comes from someone who worked with metal like a goldsmith or a silversmith, or the last name Cooper stems from someone who made or repaired wooden casks, tubs, or barrels. Sometimes a name describes someone's appearance. And so the other day, uh, last (laughs) week, my brother Jeff was visiting. He was here with us for church as well. And the next morning he was there when Harper and Nolan came, we watched, those are our grandkids, we watched them three mornings a week to get them on the bus, so it's really early for me anyway. But anyway, um, Nolan, who's six, couldn't remember Jeff's name. Jeff's his great uncle, who lives in Nashville, so he couldn't remember his name. So Nolan says, hey, blue shirt. <laughs> Only Nolan. Well, Jeff, in response, he was pretty quick. He, he said to Nolan, hey, red shirt. <laughs> well, at certain times in certain places, that could like turn out to be an official name.
1: Yep, Blue yep, shirt, yep, yep, yep. red shirt. You know, throughout the Bible, there are interesting names, and they're very meaningful, like the name Adam. Adam um, is, is similar to the word adama, which means dirt or earth. And remember, when God scooped up the dirt, and blew or breathed life into it. Isn't that pretty cool? Yeah. And Eve, the, the, the name Eve is, is the word for life or living. And hello, she's the mother of all living. The name Abraham means father of many nations, and he was and is. And Moses means to pull out, or to draw out, as the basket, remember the basket was in the Nile with him as a baby, and they pulled it out, and he went to live in Pharaoh's palace there. Um, Mary, the name of Jesus' mother, that's a, a an English version of, of the original name, which was Miriam, that would be the Hebrew, Miriam, uh, just like Moses' sister's name uh, was Miriam. And here's the interesting thing, Mary has kind of two meanings. And you think about this for Mary, uh, Jesus' mother. It makes sense. Bitter on the one hand and beloved on the other. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah.
0: So the name Jesus is the Latin version of the Hebrew name Yeshua. Yeshua. That's where we get the name Joshua. Yeshua means God saves say God saves God saves yes you know we all have names additional to the ones that we get as parents or our parents give us so Jesus had other names Messiah Christos anointed one that that all means anointed one Lord Master King of Kings Lord of Lords Lamb of God Son of David, I could go on. There's books on names of God. There's devotionals on names of God. It's a great devotional if you have that. We want to focus today on two specific names of God. We want to focus on Son of God. That was one of his names.
1: Jesus, yeah.
0: Yes, Son of, thank you, and Son of Man. Jesus' name, Son of God and Son of Man. So the Bible-burning question was what does that mean? Jesus had two names, Son of God, Son of Man. Here we go.
1: Son of God, Son of Man. Remind us that Jesus was both divine and human, both secular and sacred. Jesus is God's Son as he is God manifested in human form, conceived in Mary through the miracle of the Holy Spirit. We'll be talking a whole lot more about that a month from now as we prepare for Christmas. And you know, right from the beginning in the Scriptures, we read Jesus being called, referred to, or called the Son of God. The angel tells Mary that she's going to give birth to this this child, and he will be the Son of God. John the Baptist referred to Jesus as Son of God. Many other people referred to Jesus as Son of God throughout his life, even the demons that we read about in Matthew, uh, Mark, and Luke. Even the demons referred to Jesus as the Son of God.
0: Let's take a look at what Simon Peter, one of the disciples, who was with Jesus for three years, had to say. This is Matthew 16. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say the son of man is? They replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. But what about you? Jesus asked. Who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Wow. It would have been one thing for Jesus to refer to himself as the son of God, but it's another thing to have someone else refer to him as the son of God, to recognize him as the son of God. Powerful.
1: Of course, the religious officials took exception to Jesus claiming to be son of God, a claim he never really denied. He often implied and virtually admitted. The religious leaders accused Jesus of blasphemy. Now blasphemy is when a person says or does something disrespectful of God. The Jewish leaders found Jesus guilty of blasphemy when he claimed to be God's son. The punishment for blasphemy, as we read in Leviticus 24 16, was death.
0: So it's interesting in this passage that I just read in Matthew that Peter refers to Jesus as the Son of God, while Jesus refers to himself as the Son of Man. GodQuestions.org. It tells us that Jesus is referred to the Son of Man 82 times in the New Testament. That's a lot. 82 times. It's the primary name that Jesus uses when referring to himself. It's the primary way he refers to himself, son of man. In fact, the only use of son of man in clear reference to Jesus, other than spoken by himself, referring to himself, came from Stephen. Stephen is the one who was martyred in the book of Acts for his faith. He called, you know, Jesus, Son of Man, as well.
1: And so Son of Man, as we said, points to Jesus' humanity, 100% human, but he's also 100% divine. You go, wait a minute, I've had math, 200%, that, <laughs> that doesn't, have, yeah it does, because we're in God's world and with God all things are possible. So, we can have 200% here. Well, uh, you know, while, while, while many of Jesus' other titles point to His divinity, Son of Man focuses on His humanity. And, and, and Jesus uh, wasn't the only one given that, uh, that title in Scripture. It's interesting. When we look in the Old Testament, the prophet Ezekiel, he was called Son of Man 93 times. 93 times. God was, uh, and it was God who was calling him that. Maybe you've read Ezekiel, and you you read that, son of man, God says. God was simply calling Ezekiel a human being. And this title points out that Jesus was a human being as well. In the flesh, fully human, while being fully divine.
0: The son of man... (laughs) is not only a title of humanity, but it's a title of humility. Not only humanity, but humility. While Jesus is the second person of the Trinity, three in one, Father, God, Son, Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit, that's eternal in nature. Eternal. Jesus left the glory of heaven, took on human flesh, was born in a manger, and joined people, joined us in the day today. Walk in the earth, talk in the earth, living, doing the same things that we do, everyday people. He put himself among everyday sinners. He allowed himself to suffer at the hands of of men, intentionally lowering his status. He could have changed it. He could have saved himself. He didn't. He intentionally lowered himself from the king of heaven to the son of man. That's the epitome of humility. Philippians 2 talks about this humility Paul writes in Philippians 2 6 and 6 through 8 Jesus, who being very in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross.
1: GotQuestions.org makes another interesting point, telling us that the title Son of Man is not only a title indicating uh, humanity and humility, but it also indicates deity. You know, how is that? Well, here's how that goes. Ezekiel may have been a son of man, but Jesus is the Son of Man. Say the Son of Man, the Son of Man. Jesus embodies all that God had in mind when God created you and me. He's the embodiment of truth and grace. John 1:14 is the message shall I paraphrase. <clears throat> the word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. (laughs) I love that. We saw the glory. Now you see that? The flesh and blood moved in. Now we see the glory. You see that juxtaposition there. We saw the glory with our own eyes, the one-of-a-kind glory. Like father, like son. Generous inside and out from start to finish
0: while human the son of man jesus he was able to forgive sins he was able to save lives he was able to transform lives from from the depths to this beautiful place he was the lord of the sabbath he rose from the dead wow at his trial at his trial This was the conversation between Jesus and the high priests. We're taking a look at Matthew chapter 26, verses 62 through 67. Then the high priest stood up and said to Jesus, Are you not going to answer? What is this testimony that these men are bringing against you? But Jesus remained silent. The high priest said to him, I charge you under oath by the living God, Tell us if you are the Messiah, the Son of God. You have said so, Jesus replied. But I say to all of you, from now on you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Mighty One and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his clothes and said, He has spoken blasphemy. Why do we need any more witnesses? Look, now you have heard the blasphemy. What do you think? He is worthy of death, they answered. Then they spit in his face and struck him with their fists. Others slapped him and said, prophesy to us, Messiah, who hit you?
1: And so the high priest asked if Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God. Jesus refers to himself as the Son of Man saying that the high priest will soon see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Mighty One and coming out of the clouds of heaven. That's quite a picture, isn't it? What a glorious picture. Sure sounds like the Son of God, doesn't it? (laughs) And that's what the high priest heard. Jesus said, Son of Man, but he heard, Son of God. Bringing the trial to a close and condemning Jesus to death fully human, fully divine. Hard to separate one from the other, isn't it? All bound together, all mixed up in that person of Jesus Christ.
0: Jesus' claim before the high priest to be the son of man was also a fulfillment of a prophecy that we hear about in the Old Testament in the book of Daniel. Remember Daniel in the lion's den? In the book of Daniel, chapter 7, here's what Daniel envisioned. This was a a vision that God gave Daniel.
1: Daniel 7, 13, 14. In my vision, Daniel says, At night I looked, and there before me was one like a, say it, son of man, coming with the clouds of heaven. He approached the ancient of days. That's another name for God the Father, ancient of days. And was led into his presence. He was given authority, glory and sovereign power, all nations and people of every language worshiped with him. <laughs> his dominion is an everlasting. Let me say that again. His dominion is an everlasting. That's forever and always. That's no end. Everlasting dominion that will not Pass away, and his kingdom is one that will what? Never be destroyed. Say aloud. Amen. Amen.
0: So Daniel lived in the sixth century BC. He he was exiled to Babylon you know they took the best and the brightest of the Hebrews took them out of their land took them to Babylon and it was during this exile which would be a very dark time a very difficult time that God gave Daniel this vision of the coming of the son of man Jesus in the clouds wow I I just can't imagine how encouraged and comforted Daniel would have been with this vision that God gave him. It's interesting that also in the book of Revelation, the very last book of the Bible, chapter 1, verse 7, we're told that when Jesus returns, he is coming in the clouds. The Bible is consistent, cover to cover. It does not contradict itself. God does not contradict himself. Daniel, back to Daniel, he was given this vision some 600 years in advance of Jesus' time. That's huge. 600 years. The Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven. Mm. What a beautiful prophecy. And we'll be talking more about prophecy next month.
1: 600 years is a long time, isn't it, for us, but for God, it's nothing. So the author of this book of Hebrews, it's a New Testament book, it's a book that came after Jesus lived, died, crucified, resurrected, author of the book of Hebrews, in the midst of this section, shares a quote from the Old Testament from Psalm chapter 8, verses 4 through 6, so, embedded in this section is a, is a reference back to Psalms. And it speaks of the Son of Man, referencing His humanity in the midst of His heavenly glory. So, here's what we read. It is not to angels that He has subjected the world to come about which we are speaking, but there is a place where someone has testified, and this is what we find in Psalms, what is mankind that you are mindful of them a son of man that you care for him this is talking to god the father you made them that's humankind a little lower than angels you get that a little bit lower than angels you crown them with glory and honor and put everything under their feet but that's all right we're a little bit under the angels but we have everything under our feet. That's from Psalms. And then this writer of Hebrews says this, in putting everything under them, God left nothing that is not subject to them. That's us. Yet at present, we do not see everything subject to them, but we do see Jesus, who was made a little bit lower than the angels. What? Oh. for for a little time, for a little while, right? He he isn't lower than, but just a little while he's under the angels. When do you think that was? When he was like us. Now crowned with glory and honor because he has suffered death so that by the grace of God he might taste death for everyone. Yeah.
0: I think Hebrews is a really tough book. It's really, really deep in, in theology. So if you're reading Hebrews, it would be good to have your study Bible so that you can have some of those helps explain some things. Um, I, I, I'm studying Hebrews right now with my small group and it's all about faith. So Hebrews is rich, rich, rich in theology. Jesus' humanity is referenced here in Hebrews chapter 2. And here we have the verses of Psalm embedded right there. And we heard Alan say that God has made humankind lower than angels. And the writer goes on to say that God made Jesus a little lower than angels for a little while. (laughs) In other words, Jesus and humankind were given the same place wow jesus humankind we're on the same plane we're on the same ground he was one of us he understands us he's lived where we've lived he's done what we've done he he is human walked where we walked there's a commercial that has been popular, especially during some of the Super Bowl and sports uh, baseball stuff, you know. Uh, he gets us. Have you seen that commercial? He gets us. Son of man, he gets us.
1: The writer of Hebrews goes on in verses, chapter 2, verses 14 to 18. Since the children have flesh and blood... He, Jesus, too shared in their humanity. He had flesh and blood, right? So he shared in their humanity so that by his death, he might break the power of him who holds the power of death. And who is that? It's the devil. And free those who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. For surely it is not angels he helps, but Abraham's descendants. And who are they? All y'all. We all <laughs> For this reason, he had to be made like them. That's Jesus we're talking about, right? He had to be made like them, like us. Fully human in every way in order that he might become merciful and faithful, become a merciful and faithful high priest in service to God. And that he might make atonement, reparation, for the sins of the people. Because he himself suffered when he was tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. You And me. Wow.
0: So Jesus shared in our humanity, flesh and blood, so that his death would break the power of death. Death is not final, death has no sting. Mm. Here on earth and in heaven, we're freed from those things that enslave us, from the chains that bind us through the blood of Jesus Christ. So, we don't have to live in fear. We don't have to walk through this life like looking over our shoulder. What's next? Christ is with us. Jesus came, human yet divine, Son of Man, coming from heaven, to walk among us, to sacrifice himself for us, for you and for me, atoning, making reparation, making amends for our sins right there on the cross. But of course he didn't stay there. Son of man was on the cross. Hmm. Son of God ascended into heaven. And sit at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. And will someday, and maybe sooner than later, return in all of his glory in the clouds. Wow, what a day that will be. What's in a name? Wow, we've got Son of God and Son of Man. And his name is Jesus. Jesus, Yahweh, God saves us. All we need to do is say, okay, God, I'm sorry. Yes, I believe. I believe you are who you say you are. Believe the word. Believe what he says is truth. Because this is the good news. Let's live it. And let's believe it. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's pray mighty God this you know we try to make sense out of everything we have this this brain where one and one equals two but you know 100 percent human and 100 percent divine does not compute and the fact that you willingly gave your life for us exchanging your life so that we could have life here on earth and in heaven that's like mind-blowing but it's true It's mind-blowing that you would come from a perfect, perfect place and walk among this earth. Thank you. Thank you that you can turn graves into gardens. You can turn mourning to dancing. You can turn sadness to joy. You can turn chaos to peace. You give us new life. Almighty God, we thank you so much for loving us enough to sacrifice your one and only son. For you so loved the world that you gave your one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. God, you did not send your son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. And that's us. Thank you. Thank you for gathering us here today, those online. Thank you for allowing us to worship you. In humility, we stand before you. In the name of the Father and the Son and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Everybody agreed and said, amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to the message from Connection Community Church. For more information and to find out more about our ministries, you can visit us on our website, at just church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Thanks again for listening. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the new life he offers.